like to call to order the regular uh, formal meeting uh, for October 3rd, 2017, regular formal meeting of the Iowa City City Council. Roll call, please. Botchway? Here. Cole? Here. Dickens? Here. Mims? Here. Taylor? Here. Thomas? Here. Throgmorton? Here. I want to make a brief statement uh, uh, concerning the events in Las Vegas. Very brief statement. On behalf of Iowa City government and the people of Iowa City, I want to express our profound shock and grief about the mass shooting that took place late Sunday night in Las Vegas and to extend our hands of love and compassion to all those who were affected. Will this sequence of mass killings never end? Please join me in bowing our heads and having a moment of silence in honor of those who were killed or wounded, their loved ones, and all the people who tried to help those who were wounded. Thank you. Sometimes transitions can be very awkward, so now we're going to move into our <laughs> formal meeting stuff. Item three, proclamations. We have two proclamations to read uh, this evening. The first concerns Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And I think uh, Christy, Door is going to accept this, right? Dozer, I'm sorry, yeah. Okay, whereas domestic violence, dating violence, and stalking affects women, children, and men of all racial, cultural, and economic backgrounds, causing long-term physical, psychological, and emotional harm, and whereas one in three Americans have witnessed an incident of domestic violence, and whereas children who experience domestic violence are at a higher risk for failure in school, mental illness, substance abuse, suicide, and may choose violence as a way to solve problems later in life. And whereas domestic violence in rural communities exists as a hidden, silent, and often unrecognized crime that is often underreported, and whereas, through the inspiration, courage, and persistence of victims of domestic violence, their children and advocates, our communities are learning to recognize the impact of violence in the home and intimate relationships. And whereas the Domestic Violence Intervention Program has worked to end violence in intimate relationships for more than 38 years through the collaborative partnerships of advocates, volunteers, local municipalities, criminal justice, health and human services, faith communities, business leaders, and private citizens. And whereas our community's achievements should be commended, we must continue our commitment to respect and support victims of domestic violence and to prevent future violence in our community. Now, therefore, I, James A. Throgmorton, Mayor of Iowa City, do hereby proclaim October 2017 
as Domestic Violence Awareness Month and urge our citizens to work together to eliminate domestic violence, dating violence, and stalking from our community. Christy? Want to do that first? Yeah, All right. do this. <laughs> I'd like to thank the City Council for proclaiming October Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, I know many of you at the, at the bar here and appreciate the support and the compassion and commitment that you have for victims of, of domestic violence, dating violence, stalking. I think that um, it's been an interesting time. <laughs> We've seen some pretty rough issues come through our communities and the communities that we serve. Last year, we served just short of 1,900, 1,899 um, women, men, and children um, who were suffering, who were seeking safety, and who were seeking to be treated with respect. And I will tell you that it's hard because I've met so many victims in the years that I've done this. I started out as a volunteer at the Rape Victim Advocacy Program on this campus at the University of Iowa. And I did that because domestic violence had touched my life. As a high school student, I had two classmates who were murdered. And as um, somebody who had experienced violence in my own life. And when I came as a volunteer, I thought I knew all of the answers. I thought, you know, just compassion would do it and that just being there would do it. And what I learned was that it was complex and that domestic violence and sexual assault were issues that a simple I believe you and simply having a shelter and a shoulder to cry on weren't, weren't always enough. We talk about, there's this, this, this saying that we all know and love it takes a, a village to raise a child. And what I will tell you is that it takes a community to say no to violence. And it must be community-wide. In the many years that I've done this work, I'm gonna age myself now, <laughs> 1986 is when I started. I have never ever met a victim that wanted to end their relationship. They always, always, always wanted their partner to stop hurting them. And as a community, we must come together and support victims and be there for them. You know the services that we provide. We have our 24-hour hotline. We have our 24-hour shelter. We have our 24-hour advocacy. We're there when victims need us. But the struggles are about everyday life, food, home, just how do you move forward? when the one place that you were supposed to be safe is no longer that for you. When everything about your life has been controlled in every way and you don't have access to any resources or support. I will tell you that Johnson County is an amazing place to do this work in. I wanna say that and I wanna say thank you for that. Johnson County as a community, Iowa City specifically, 
as a community has made tremendous strides in how they respond to victims, how they support them, and the resources available to them. Um, just to, to talk a little bit about DVIP and, and some of the work that we've been doing with law enforcement. For more than 20 years, we've had a DART team, a domestic abuse response team, in Iowa City, and there's only a few of those in the entire state of Iowa. Ours has risen to a level where we're actually going to be the trainers for a new program called ODARA coming out of the state court administrator's office for law enforcement across the state. That's how good our programs here are, how good the work is that our law enforcement do in this community. And I will tell you that um, Saturday night, we had a small little event, a farm to table event at one of our supporters. And we had somebody who we worked with many years ago came and talk about the process that she went through. And there was such tremendous hope because we were able to see how she survived, how she got an education, how she was able to start her own business, how she was able to move forward, her and her daughter, and successfully be independent of that abusive person. But she could also talk about the long-term impact and what it took to get there and all the stumbles along the way. So once again, what I want to say is I want to say thank you for proclaiming October Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Your support means everything and that it's verbal and that it's out there. So thank you very much. Thank you, Christy. All right, our next proclamation is for Indigenous Peoples Day, and I think Tracy Peterson is going to accept this proclamation. Whereas the city of Iowa City recognizes that the indigenous peoples of the lands that would later become known as the Americas have occupied these lands since time immemorial. And whereas the city recognizes the fact that Iowa City is built upon the homelands and villages of the indigenous peoples of this region, and whereas the city is dedicated to opposing systemic racism towards indigenous peoples, which perpetuates high rates of poverty and income inequality, exacerbating disproportionate health, education, and social crises. And whereas Indigenous Peoples Day was first proposed in 1977 by a delegation of Native nations to the, to the United Nations, sponsored International Conference on Discrimination Against Indigenous Populations in the Americas, and whereas the city strongly supports the proposition that Indigenous Peoples Day shall be an opportunity to celebrate the thriving cultures and values of the indigenous peoples of the region, and whereas the city strongly encourages schools to include the teaching of indigenous peoples' history in its curriculum and encourages other businesses, organizations, and institutions to recognize Indigenous Peoples Day, now, therefore, I, James A. Throgmorton, Mayor of Iowa City, do hereby declare October 9 as Indigenous Peoples Day in Iowa City. Tracy? I'm going to forgo and have my students sure. speak on my behalf and accept this, uh, you know, proclamation. Excellent. Hello everybody, my name is Yamara Santana and I am the current president of the Native American Student Association at the University of Iowa. I just wanted to say 
Thank you to the Iowa City Council and those involved in declaring Indigenous Peoples Day in Iowa City. To have Iowa City declare Indigenous Peoples Day, to me it means we are celebrating the Indigenous culture that continues to thrive all over the world. I hope it will also bring to attention disparities happening in these communities. In these communities. Um, as a senior, I'm very proud to be part of an organization who has worked extremely hard to make this happen and who couldn't have, who could, it couldn't have happened without them and their push for it. Um, hi, my name is Jessica Owens. Um, I'm the vice president of the Native American Student Association. Um, and I just wanted to acknowledge all of the hard work um, and all of the people who have put this together and made this happen. I think it's truly tremendous. Um, and right now, we have Adriana Peterson, our constituency senator, actually um, presenting legislation to University of Iowa student government um, on the recognition of Indigenous Peoples Day. So I just wanted to thank you guys um, for all of the support and um, all of the great work that's been done by past NASA members and current NASA members. Thank you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be able to hand this to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to item four, consider adoption of the consent calendar as presented or amended. So moved. Second. Moved by Botchway, seconded by Thomas. Discussion? On this point, I've asked Ron Kanucky to discuss item D4, which is uh, concerns amendment number two regarding engineering consultant services for the Clinton-Burlington Street intersection. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Council, uh, Ron Kanucky, Public Works Director. Uh, this amendment uh, is to repackage this project. We bid this project this year and received no bids. Uh, and so uh, what we will do with this consultant amendment is uh, allow Shive Hattery to take the input that they had received from uh, contractors that had looked at the project um, and have a, t a timeline from a construction standpoint that is more amenable to their construction schedule. Um, also, with the plans and specs that were put together for this construction season, uh, Hilton Garden Inn, we were going to work with them, in exam for example, with their construction schedule. Obviously, they'll be open, um, so there'll be a little bit different uh, plan uh, to be able to accommodate them during the construction. Um, but as a reminder of the project, this will be work at the intersection. Uh, we will do a four-lane to three-lane conversion from Court Street north to uh, Church Street, and there will be on-street on bicycle facilities um, all the way down to Riverfront Crossings Park. So um, it, it, it is a you know, on-street bicycle facility um, it all in alignment with our bicycle master plan excellent so I know we had difficulty um, uh, getting bids uh, last time we tried to do this uh, so I'm pretty confident we'll get good bids this time and we'll be able to act and proceed with the, the construction and striping and all that during the coming yeah so this year, will right? be a 2018 construction year uh, project yeah. fabulous thank you Ron okay uh, any further discussion Hearing none, roll call, please. Atre? Yes. Cole? Yes. Dickens? Yes. Mims? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Throgmorton? Yes. Motion carries 7-0. to zero. 
Item five, community comment. Uh, this is the time for anybody to make comment about any item that's not on the formal meeting agenda. Uh, please uh, come up and state your name and take not more than five minutes to present your ideas. Good evening, uh, Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, my name is Charlie Eastham. I live at, live at 953 Canton Street in Iowa City. I just wanted to uh, add a little bit or to, uh, to the council's discussion at your work station work session regarding the memo grant memo from uh, Jeff Freund, the city manager, and uh, entitled "Review Remaining Pending Work Session Topics." And the topic, uh, particularly interest of interest to me, uh, is the second one identifying the substantive and achievable goal for the provision of affordable housing in Iowa City and implement strategies to achieve this goal. The staff, as you know, uh, has recommended in its commentary that the metrics for achieving this goal, goal be shifted from uh, uh, tracking and uh, quantifying numbers of units produced to uh, a perhaps a more meaningful metric, which would be, uh, uh, and is it, uh, the staff's recommendation is to uh, look at uh, uh, <coughs> numbers of units are, I'm sorry, numbers of households that have, uh, that are cost burdened, that is that their uh, housing costs are more than 30% of their uh, income. And I just would like to say that I think this is actually a, a good idea on the part of staff and I'm see, glad to see they're bringing it forward. Um, the, uh, uh, this metric, percentage of cost burdened households, is I think uh, fairly readily available in the U.S. Census data. Uh, there's actually a table in the uh, city's city steps of the 2016 to 2020 version uh, that shows uh, cost burden households uh, numbers for households uh, that are cost burden at 30% or 50% even of their uh, uh, household income. And the numbers of households are in the, uh, 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 in the uh, 1300, 1,300 range for households that are uh, cost burdened at 50% or, uh, or more of their income um, <clears throat> who are renting. And those households, the way the Census Bureau breaks these numbers down, those households exclude mostly uh, student households. So we're looking at mostly family households. And I think the, this, I hope the council will continue the, uh, supporting the city manager's uh, uh, notions about how to go forward in uh, quantifying our affordable housing uh, production by looking at uh, metrics like this. I also would suggest that the uh, city manager consider in uh, recommending the ha the, to the council that you that we begin uh, asking or requiring uh, uh, rental managers and operators to uh, uh, indicate their rent charge Charge, the, the rent they're charging for their units when they obtain a new or renewal rental permit. We don't really have detailed rental prices in the community. Uh, we haven't had them for a long time. We have surveys that are, you know, don't include all the rental units available. We have a lots of information about prices of home sales, uh, but we don't have very good uh, information about rental prices. So I would ask that the, uh, the city begin uh, looking at those uh, uh, requiring that data to report it also to be reported also. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Anyone else? 
Seeing no one, we'll turn to item six, planning and zoning matters. <coughs> item 6A, Dodge Street Court. This is an ordinance conditionally rezoning 2.4 acres of property from medium density single family RS8 zone to plan development overlay medium density single family residential OPD8 zone located on Dodge Street Court. And this is second consideration, but the applicant has requested expedited action. I move that the rule requiring the ordinances must be considered and voted on for passage at two council meetings prior to the meeting at which it is to be finally passed be suspended, that the second consideration and vote be waived, and that the ordinance be voted on for final passage at this time. Second. Moved by Mim, seconded by Taylor. Discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Cole? Yes. Dickens? Yes. Mims? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Throgmorton? Yes. Dutchway? Yes. Motion carries seven to zero. Move final adoption. Second. Moved by Mem, seconded by Dickens. Discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Dickens? Yes. Mims? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Throgmorton? Yes. Batchway? Yes. Cole? Yes. Motion carries seven to zero. Could I have a motion to accept correspondence, please? So moved. Second. second. Moved Third. by Dickens, seconded by Botchway. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Item 6B, our right-of-way adjacent to 2222 Old Highway 218 South. This is a resolution authorizing conveyance of a portion of vacated right-of-way adjacent to 2222 Old Highway 218 South to the state of Iowa. I'll open the public hearing. Anybody want to address this topic? Seeing no one, I'll close the public hearing. For resolution. Second. Moved by Botchway, second by Dickens. Discussion? Hearing none, all in favor. Oh, <laughs> heard none. <laughs> Roll call, please. Mims? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Throgmorton? Yes. Botchway? Yes. Cole? Yes. Dickens? Yes. Motion carries 7 to 0. Item 7 prohibit tobacco use in parks. This is an ordinance amending Title VI entitled Public Health and Safety, Chapter 10 entitled Smoke-Free Places, and Title 10 entitled Public Ways and Property to prohibit the use of tobacco, including smokeless tobacco, in all city parks. This is second consideration. Move second consideration. Second. Moved by Mem, seconded by Botchway. Discussion? Would anybody like to address this topic? Uh, seeing no one, any, any council discussion? Oh, Eileen, yeah. Good evening, Eileen. Good evening, Eileen Fisher from uh, Solon, and I just wanted to thank the council on behalf of CAFE Clean Air for Everyone for taking this proactive public health measure to protect the lives of Iowa citizens. Thank you. Thanks. Any council discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Taylor? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Throgmorton? No. Botchway? Yes. Cole? Yes. Dickens? Yes. Mims? Yes. Motion carries six to one. Uh, Throgmorton in the negative. Could I have a motion to accept correspondence? So moved. Second. Moved by Botchway, second by Dickens. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Item 8, rent abatement in emergencies. This is an ordinance amending Title 17 entitled Building and Housing. Chapter 5, entitled Housing Code, to provide for the abatement of rent in emergencies. Moved option. Second. 
Moved by Botchway, seconded by Dickens. Discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Thomas? Yes. Throgmorton? Yes. Botchway? Yes. Cole? Yes. Dickens? Yes. Mims? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Motion carries seven to zero. Item nine, occupant transition plan. This is an ordinance amending Title 18, site plan review, to require notification to occupants and an occupant transition plan for any additions or alterations to a residential development with more than 12 residential units. Move this adoption. is passed and adopted. Second. Moved by Mem, second by Botchway. Discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Throgmorton? Yes. Botchway? Yes. Cole? Yes. Dickens? Yes. Mims? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Thomas? Motion carries 7 to 0. Item 10, commitment of city funds to, uh, for low-income housing tax credit proposal. This is a resolution committing $330,000 in fiscal year 2017 and fiscal year 2018 general funds to the Delray Ridge LP application for 2018 low-income housing tax credit funds. Move the resolution. Second. Moved by Mims, seconded by Botchway. Discussion? Good evening, Tracy. Hi, I'm Tracy Heisch with the Neighborhood Services. Um, back in June 2016, you approved the Affordable Housing Action Steps. Affordable Housing Action Steps. Say that five times fast. Um, in part of that plan, you budget annually for affordable housing. Since that time, we de you decided the distribution would be 25% to low-income housing tax credit projects, or what we call as LITEC. So last year, we didn't receive any eligible LITEC applications, so that money rolled over to this year. So we had 330000 worth 330,000 for available projects. Um, we took out a, a request for proposals. We had an allocation round. We had two applications, one from um, the Housing Fellowship the housing fellowship for Delray Ridge LP, which is 28 units, mostly one and two bedroom units on Dubuque Street. The other application was from Sand Companies. It's 49, mostly family, one, two, three bedrooms um, on the cleared the east part of town, Herbert Hoover. The Housing Community Development Commission did review these proposals. They recommended 330000 to the Delray Ridge um, partnership, mostly because it was located downtown and it was close to amenities in the proximity to downtown. Um, so at this, um, when Delray goes to apply for tax credits this November, they'll need a resolution of support of your commitment of funds. Um, the Housing Trust Fund of Johnson County has already allocated this project 800000 um, since the Affordable Housing Action Steps was approved back in June, the Housing Trust Fund has allocated over $1.5 to Iowa City projects, so it will produce about 50 units of affordable <coughs> housing. Any questions about this project? Okay. I'm not seeing any. Thank you, Tracy. Would anyone else like to address this topic? Oh, it would be Mary Ann. Okay. Good evening, I'm Mary Ann Dennis. I'm the Executive Director of the Housing Fellowship. We plan to apply for the LIHTC funds through the nonprofit set-aside. And um, with the, uh, this, if you, if you award the project this money, um, it will leverage about over $4.68 million into the community, not counting the Housing Trust Fund money, but from private funds and from the equity from the sale, the sale of the credit. So I hope you can support our project. 
Thank you. Could, could you say again how much, how many, how much in the way of funding that this will leverage? Over four point six eight million. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else want to address this topic? Okay, um, council discussion. Great project. Sounds like a great project. Excited. No-brainer. Uh, what was that? I said this is a no-brainer. It's a lot of sense. Great, great project. Exciting. This is a no-brainer. Okay. <laughs> Leverages a lot of other money. <laughs> great location. Hours, good so. location. Yeah. yeah, good location. Yeah, okay. Excellent. Uh, roll call, please. Batchway? Yes. Cole? Yes. Dickens? Yes. Mims? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Martin. Yes. Motion carries 7 to 0. Item 11. Uh, thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Marianne. Announcements of vacancies. Applicants must reside in Iowa City and be 18 years of age unless specific qualifications are stated. We have two vacancies to fill unexpired terms on the airport board of zoning, I'm sorry, board of adjustment. One vacancy to fill an unexpired term upon appointment to the airport zoning commission. One vacancy for Jefferson Street representative to fill a three-year term on the historic preservation commission. And one vacancy to fill a three-year term on the telecommunications commission. Applications for these positions must be received by 5 p.m. Tuesday, October 10 of this year. We also have one vacancy to fill a five-year term on the Board of Adjustment, two vacancies to fill five-year terms on the Board of Appeals, three vacancies to fill three-year terms on the Human Rights Commission, two vacancies to fill four-year terms on the Parks and Recreation Commission, two vacancies to fill three-year terms on the Public Art Advisory Committee, and two vacancies to fill three-year terms on the Senior Center Commission. Applications for these positions must be received by 5 p.m. Tuesday, <coughs> November 14, 2017. Item 12, community comment if necessary. Ben, do you, did you want to speak? It's only 7.30. <laughs> is that all you're gonna say? <laughs> We're going for a record, Ben. It, it is short and sweet tonight. Um, UISG, we held our first uh, town hall to kind of get feedback from students to kind of figure out what what uh, uh, topics they had on their mind. Um, this, the topic was voted on via a Twitter poll for millennials, um, how else would we do things? Um, uh, it was affordability was the topic, and you know we we sort of anticipated a lot of the conversation would revolve around tuition affordability and how that relates to student costs. But actually, a lot of there was an interesting twist where a lot of the conversation revolved around housing, um, especially in the case with um, in-state students. Housing costs make up the majority of their cost of attendance. So um, I would just like to kind of publicly state and reiterate our stance on affordable housing and wanting uh, city council to remain cognizant of those types of talks, uh, especially when we're considering uh, rezoning, rezoning laws, housing codes, um, and further development. Um, 
I'd also just like to remind everybody about the UISG City Council election form that's happening on October 18th. It'll be at 7 o'clock um, in the Illinois room on the third floor of the IMU. Um, some of y'all will be there as participants, but I would encourage everybody else to kind of show up, um, bring, your, bring, your, bring your own communities. Obviously, it's kind of geared towards um, student interest, but it is a community event, and anybody and everybody is more than welcome to come. Um, and then homecoming, you know, great week full of events, uh, kind of get your Hawkeye pride on. And then a real quick shameless plug for uh, my fraternity's philanthropy. We are hosting a .1K um, at Hubbard Park on October 15th. Um, I understand that's a, like a far distance and I know you all aren't trained for it, but uh, we do in fact, we'll probably have like a watering hole of some sort at the halfway mark in case you are tired. Um, $5, you get food, it supports RVAP, so kind of keeping in lieu of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, um, so I would, I would encourage everybody to come out, stop by, say hi. That, again, that's between 11.30 a.m. and 2 p.m. on October 15th. But you, Do you think it's going to take that long to run it? Mm. <laughs> it might. <laughs> it might. So, but, you know, like I said, we have water halfway. But anyway, I won't keep us longer than we need to be. So thank you very much. Hey, Ben, I'd like to note that on November the 28th, I'm going to be visiting with student government. You will. Yeah, and at the IMU um, second floor ballroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But it's my birthday. Mm. <laughs> we'll have a cupcake Quite for you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you prefer Molly's or Scratch? <laughs> Which brand? Molly. Scratch. Molly's. 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 All right. We'll get into that debate in public. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Okay, item 13, City Council information. Kingsley, you're going to go first. Uh, Shelter House Barbecue Bash, October 13th. I forgot the time, sorry. It is at the Iowa City Airport. You said it? 6.30 to 6.30, thank you. Um, next is uh, Out of Darkness, Walk for Suicide Prevention. It is uh, Sunday, October 15th, 5 to 8 p.m. as well. Be there. Is that it? That's it. Nothing. We just kind of went through our reports on yeah. some of our yeah, exactly. committees and stuff, so that kind of took that one out. So, John, uh, you and I attended a listening post um, on the 28th of September at uh, Lower City Park with the Neighborhood Council, which is kind of an interesting f um, listening post pro format because um, you know those many who attended had questions that they. Uh, we received before attending that listening post. We had an opportunity to kind of think about it, and I reached out to staff on one of the questions, so I wouldn't, we wouldn't be, or at least I wouldn't be just sitting there saying, I, I don't know what, what to say. Um, but it was, I, I like that focus. I mean, it, it's nice to have it open-ended, but sometimes it's nice to know what the questions will be so you can uh, really allocate time to address them in more detail. Uh, I thought it was a very productive meeting. And yeah, and there, there were around 15 people. There, there. were quite a few yeah. people there. It was a beautiful night. From, I don't know, at least two, 10 or so different neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they turn out pretty well. Rockney and I did that a year or so ago yeah, down yeah. at Terry True Blood. Toes, and yeah. yeah, they were... Yeah, there were more than more than a dozen, I think, there that night, and yep. lots of really yeah. good questions. I, <clears throat> and I, I do think the, the council... Uh, is an important concept, you know, of having neighborhood representatives get together, representing uh, 
their constituencies and having an opportunity to uh, meet one another. Uh, and then I also did attend the Johnson County Affordable Housing Coalition's annual report, which kind of nice to be there. I, you know, the city has played a huge role. Um, it's countywide in terms of moving, moving affordable house, uh, housing forward. And so I was happy to be there and, and see how that was clear in their presentation. Oh, uh, we had an item in our packet about an event coming up in November. We will have a meeting before then, but just to remind people about it and get it on your calendars, the Fall Employee Lunch, which I've helped out with that before at Terry Trueblood, and it's always a really great event, and it's it's great that the department heads make uh, they make it possible for their uh, employees to, to come to that, and it's just a good time to show appreciation for everybody's hard work for the city. And that's uh, November 16th, 11 to 1 at Terry Trueblood. Excellent. Rockney? I am right in the middle of the sustainabilities conference in the city of Dubuque. Um, I attended the first session today and was able to drive back today. And I tell you what, Dubuque is doing wonderful things in sustainability. And in particular, I want to commend Mayor Ray Buell. Um, he's been a great host and guest to all of the participants. Um, the goal of the conference is to bring together policymakers, business owners, um, urban, um, urban planners, to sort of discuss sustainability solutions. So, so far we've gone over stormwater, um, various cycling options, the city of Brookings presented on their recent uh, master plan. Um, so it was a really great, really great event and I encourage all of you next year to really look at this because um, I've gone to League of Cities conferences as well and this is just as good, it's close by. Um, and what Dubuque has done with their riverfront is fantastic. So it's a great weekend trip. So I'm really looking forward. Uh, tomorrow is day due. So we'll get up early tomorrow and head on off. Terry. All right. <clears throat> Sunday night, uh, I attended the Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, event mm. at oh, Hancher. Uh, over 4,000 people were there for the free event. Uh, it was started out by the City West and Regina High Schools sang a song, which was very impressive that they got all the groups together for that. But over 4,000 people there, the food trucks were there. You missed it. But they were very good. The Englert has done it again. They're bringing Arlu Guthrie. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday. So if you're an Arlu Guthrie fan, yeah, it's, somebody in the audience is. It is. <laughs> hey, Terry, it's pretty where, exciting that we get somebody of that quality Terry, here. Terry, where can you get everything you want? The Englert. <laughs> oh, you can get anything you want at. Yes, one of his great songs, yes. And then uh, October 25th on the KXIC, the, the council show, we will have the U of I liaisons join me uh, to give their perspective on the city and the city council. So it will be a first for them to, to be on this show. So very excited about them doing that. Good deal. That's a good idea, too. Was it your idea? Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I want to mention a few things, and I won't take a half an hour because we want to finish our meeting. So Jeff and I had a really good meeting with President Harold, uh, University of Iowa President Harold, and others on the 26th. I can't tell you any details about it. Uh, it was a promising, exploratory kind of conversation, and you'll probably hear more about it as time goes on. This morning, I made welcoming comments at the Iowa Recycling and Solid Waste Conference. Guess who I saw there? Chris O'Brien, our former director of landfill and transportation uh, kind of work. And Jen Jordan played a prominent role. She did a terrific job. 
Tomorrow, I'm going to be visiting with a kindergarten class at Lucas Elementary and an ELL class at City High. The kindergarten class is all about M, the letter M. So I'm pumped. I'm thinking about my M's. <laughs> Rock Morton. Married, mayor, you know, things like that. And on the 5th, I'm going to be attending the Iowa Women's Foundation luncheon. I'm guessing some of the rest of you are as well. Yep, yep. I'll be there. Yep. Homecoming parade, nobody mentioned that. It's coming up. I don't know. When is it coming up, Ben? Friday. 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 Friday is supposed to rain. Well, you know, it happens. <laughs> uh, Jeff and I are going to be meeting with Governor Reynolds in her office on the 9th. We're going to meet her at 3 p.m. So we've been... We'll talk some more tomorrow about some specifics concerning that conversation. And let's see, Terry, uh, somebody, somebody, you already mentioned the book festival, right? That, yes. Early on. Yeah. And the joint entities meeting, we're going to have that on the 16th here at 4.30 p.m. It's a Monday. So, it's a Monday, right. Okay. Um, city manager? Nothing. Ashwin. No. I do have just one comment. Oh, yeah. Um, I know that we'll probably talk about this once more uh, before the meeting occurs, but I'll put in an early plug to save the date for the Climate Action Community Meeting. So it's part of our planning strategy, and uh, the entire community is invited to come and attend uh, on November 2nd at 6 p.m. at Iowa City Public Library. And uh, there will be a lot of uh, interactive activities for for everyone to participate and give their feedback. So more details to come. Excellent. Thank you. Where did you say that was again? I'm sorry. The public library, meeting room A. Okay. Eleanor? Kelly? Okay. I think that means we're done. And it's, uh, what is this? Uh, so moved. So <laughs> Second. Well, what are we moving for? To adjourn. To adjourn, right? to adjourn. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries.